This is a Liberty Baptist Church sermon podcast. LBC is pastored by Jordan Zeke and exists to reach the lost, disciple the saved, and send the called. For more information on our church, please check out our website at lbcspokane.com. We hope that you are encouraged by today's sermon and that it draws you closer to God. All right, so we are in the book of Jonah. So most of you have probably heard this Bible story, and some of you probably learned it. We were talking about this morning on the flannel graph, you know, Jonah and the big fish. Um, That's probably the first time I heard this story was on that. And so in the youth group, so we have been just going over some Old Testament stories and... Um, Just looking through them in a different light. Because, you know, in Sunday school, they teach you a little bit different than they do when you're an adult. And so the youth showed interest in going over Old Testament Bible stories. And so um, this is one that came up last week. And the kids were asking questions, mainly about uh, chapter 4. But we're going to kind of just breeze over... um, some of the verses, or some of the, some of the first three chapters, and I'll just kind of tell you about this story. So Jonah um, went, or God told Jonah to go to, as you guys know, to Nineveh, exactly. Go to Nineveh, right? And so, but before I get started, in this story, to me, everything feels upside down in the book of Jonah. You know, the prophet was being disobedient. The sinners were obedient. So it just kind of like everything feels upside down when you read through the book of Jonah from what it traditionally would have been. And Jonah even started out his prophetic ministry um, missing the mark from the get-go. Who was that he prophesied about? Do you remember? Um, And then the other prophet came and said, no, you got it wrong. No, you don't remember? Okay. I can't remember his name either. So, a king. One of, jo, no. All right, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> if anybody remembers that part, let me know. I can't remember. But so in this, God tells Jonah to go to Nineveh and give the people a message. And the Ninevites were horrible people, like the worst. And um, Jonah was not happy to go and be obedient to the Lord, so he decided that he would have his own plan, and he would run away to the furthest place away. He was going to go over to Tarshish. So he got on a ship with some uh, just pagan guys that were headed the opposite direction. He hopped on their ship, and Jonah goes down into the ship and falls asleep at the bottom of the ship, and before you know it, God sends a big storm to come across, and basically wake Jonah up, and the guys on the ship um, were pagan guys, so they all came together, and they're like, hey, what's going on here? Let's, and they cast lots, and they decided, it came up that Jonah was the problem why the storm was there, <clears throat> and so they believed in pagan gods, not our God, the God of the universe, and so he, when they confronted Jonah, he's like, yeah, it's my fault. I didn't obey God, and I went the wrong way. I didn't do what he said. 
And the guys were like in the middle of this place thinking, okay, well, if this God is causing this storm and this is the guy that God sent to give a message, they were kind of mixed because what do they do with this guy? Because this guy's God caused this giant storm. And then, so they asked Jonah. Jonah's like, throw me overboard. And in Jonah's mind, you could tell, it's like, I would rather die than go to Nineveh because I do not want to deliver this message. And he was just rebelling against God. He, he did not like them at all. And so for him, it would be better to be thrown overboard and die than to go deliver God's message to Nineveh. And so these guys at this point were more God-fearing than Jonah. They were like, we don't know what to do. So finally the storm's coming there. Basically like, all right, forgive us, God, but this guy's got to go. Tossed him overboard. And then the storm quit. And as you know, Jonah got gobbled up by a fish and was in the belly of the fish. Well, these first guys, when you look at them, they, after they did this and they saw the storm cease, they repented and turned, and they were the ones that were actually worshiping God. So in this story, you know, the prophet is the rebellious one, and these guys who were like pagan guys, they were the ones who repented and were worshiping God afterwards. And so Jonah finally in the whale tells God, all right, I'm sorry, or actually didn't say I'm sorry. He never repented. He just was like, God, I made the wrong choice, and I'm going to do what you ask from now on. I will do exactly what you tell me to, God. And so God has the fish throw Jonah up on the shore, and Jonah, at that point, goes to Nineveh and obeys God. And it's kind of funny when you think about Jonah's attitude toward this situation. He and Nineveh is a huge place. So it says in, in here that Nineveh would take three days to walk through Nineveh. So that's a long place. And so we can see through reading some of this text that Jonah still had his bad attitude about Nineveh. Even as he's going, walking through Nineveh. He gets one day across into Nineveh and he decides to shout out God's message. Right? So here's the message that Jonah came all this way, three days in the belly of a fish, comes out, goes to Nineveh, and here's what Jonah says. Yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So in my mind, I'm picturing, have you guys ever seen a little kid that does something wrong, hit their sister, whatever, little boy, hit their sister, did something wrong, and mom says, Go ask them for, go tell them you're sorry. Go, go repent to them. And the little kid's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, just has that. I'm not really sorry. I'm only telling you I'm sorry because my mom told me to. So that's kind of like what Jonah was doing. He's just like, yeah, 40 days, you're going to be overthrown. <laughs> and so even, even this word overthrown is kind of cool because it, it's, meaning that something was like flipped upside down and turned around. And so obviously, um, 
Jonah has a bad attitude, and he doesn't want to do what he had to do, but he did it. <clears throat> and then Jonah goes out to the outskirts of the city, and he goes up on a hill, builds himself a little shelter, and he wants to watch what God's going to do. And you know, in Jonah's heart, he's like, they're never going to repent. It's just going to, like, I want to see them go up in fire. And that would have made Jonah happy. Um, and so we're actually going to read chapter 4 uh, just to get a good look at this. And this is where the kids were curious of um, this part of the story. And so we're going to look at it in a little more detail. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was very angry. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a gracious God and a merciful slow to anger, and, <clears throat> and of great kindness, and repentance, thee of evil. Therefore now, O Lord, take I beseech thee my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. So again, Jonah <laughs> saying, I'd rather die than, um, than Ninevites come to know you. Um, and then he said, then said the Lord, Doesn't thou, does, doesest thou well to be angry? So Jonah went out of the city, and you see, the Lord asked Jonah a question. Every time the Lord has asked Jonah a question, he doesn't answer. He's just like, nothing. <laughs> and so, let's see, where was I? Then Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city, and there made him a booth. And sat under it in the shadow till he might see what would become of the city. <clears throat> and the Lord God prepared a ground and made it to come up over Jonah, that it might be a shadow over his head and deliver from his grief. Deliver him from his grief. So Jonah was exceedingly gl glad of the gourd, but God prepared a worm when the morning rose the next day, and it smote the ground that it withered. And it came to pass when the sun did arise that God prepared a vehement east wind and <clears throat> the sun beat upon the head of Jonah that he fainted and wished in himself to die and said, it is better for me to die than to live. And God said to Jonah, doesn't th doesest thou well to be angry for the gourd? And he said, I do well to be angry, even unto death. Then said the Lord, Thou hast had pity on the gourd for that which thou hast not labored, neither maddest it grow, which come up in the night and perish in the night. And should not I spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between the right hand and their left hand and also much cattle. All right, so you can see Jonah's out on the city, out on the hillside, build himself a little shelter. The um, plant grew up over him, gave him shade. He was happy. Then the next day, God sent a worm to destroy it. And this is what we were talking about in youth group where the kids were like, why did that happen? Why would that happen? And so God was using that as an example 
of his grace and his mercy toward Jonah. And he was saying, hey, you know, I brought it up. I covered you. I gave you shelter. And then I took it away. And he was contrasting that for Jonah with the Ninevites. It's like, you know, shouldn't I have mercy on the Ninevites just as much as I would a plant growing over you? And so for Jonah, um, and it, it's cool how he ends with the question. She said, should I not spare, the Nin- spare Nineveh, that great city? And you notice, again, what's Jonah do? Nothing. <laughs> he doesn't say a word. And so really I believe that God, when he was bringing this passage to us, instead of us looking at Jonah and seeing who Jonah is and what, what he did, um, I really believe it's a contrast for us to look at. We should put ourselves in there. Because when you think about it, um, if we're all honest with ourselves, there are people in our lives that we struggle with. And they're hard to be around. And um, they feel like an enemy. And a lot of times we just wish those people would be gone. And most of us probably wouldn't say it, but we feel like it might be better off if they were dead. <laughs> not in our lives anymore, or not around, because they constantly cause us pain and agony and hurt in our lives. And so really we should take a mirror and put it up to this chapter and look at ourselves and see what part of Jonah is in each and every one of our hearts. And so that we can learn from this and better follow God's plan and see God's love and his mercy. Because, I mean, it's hard to have love and compassion and mercy for people. Um, and so, and then even looking back at this, I was saying that um, it's an upside down passage, you know, and then all of Nineveh, even their cattle were repentant and worshiped God. So all of Nineveh turned and followed Christ. And still the prophet Jonah was upset. So the prophet, the guy who should have been the first one to repent and the first one to feel sorry, was the one that didn't. And all the people who you would have thought would have never because they were pagan, sinning people, when God showed his mercy, those people turned around and repented and gave their lives to Christ and so, or to the Lord. And so for us, it's like we have to look at ourselves and see the people that we surround ourselves with. And there's people in our lives that you just would rather not be around and rather not share the message of God's grace and God's love and God's mercy with. Um, yeah, and sometimes it might be hard and just say, you know, um, if you don't repent, you're going to die, go to hell. <laughs> you know, but God wants us to have a different kind of compassion and mercy for those kind of people. And so as we're looking at this, I just want to challenge you guys because um, there's so much to just evaluate in ourselves on a daily basis. And it's, it's such a rich, deep passage for repentance and loving your neighbor and loving people who hate you. Um, and so I don't know who that is in your life, but I'm, I'm sure we all have somebody in our life that's really hard to be around. Um, I mean, you just look around at our world. Sometimes it's easy to just get angry at the guy on the TV and wish the worst for him because he's saying something that I don't agree with. Um, and so I believe God is challenging us through this story of Jonah 
to have compassion for those people and pray for those who curse you and um, just open your heart to see people the way that God sees them. No matter how foul we think they are, no matter how horrible we think they are, to look at them in a different light and a different view. Lord, I thank you for this time in your word. And God, I just pray that you would help me and everybody here um, just have a heart for people that might have grieved us or um, just people in our lives that we would never um, normally reach out to, um, people that we would normally avoid, God, that you would put a special burden in our heart for those kind of people, God. And, and if it is your plan for us to be like Jonah, to go to another a foreign country where it's dangerous or scary um, or a workplace or wherever you, you want us to go, Lord, that we would answer your call and we would not be afraid and that we would stand up and we would speak your truth and your love and we would have that kind of love for all those people in our lives, Lord. Um, and we just thank you for uh, Pastor Jordan. Just help him as he's coming up to do worship and to speak your truth. Just be with him. Help his throat to be clear and his voice to be clear so he can be heard and your truth can be taught today. And we just thank you for these things. In your name we pray. Amen.